You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hey guys! Hi. What is up? Welcome to our uh, snack episode. Yeah, snack episode. Two hundred two point five. Because it is about uh, the second episode. Nice and neat. Killing Eve season two, and this is a midweek snack. Hence the decimal. Yeah. So basically, I guess we're gonna try to break this up into. We're gonna try to be more organized on these snack episodes, and we're gonna try to break it up into a couple segments. Of things, corrections, revelations, some musings, uh, and some final thoughts, and also our favorite line of the week or episode. So to start off, let's get into some corrections. It's the correction segment. Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope that did. did I think we did. We? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. So, look. In addition to being vastly sleep deprived, as I mentioned in the last episode, like I already said that when Nico's on the screen, something <laughs> happens, something gets a jumbled. And so that whole scene that we were discussing where we're like, Eve is looking for a dress. She wasn't looking for, <laughs> she wasn't initially looking for a dress. She was actually, she woke up, she was sleeping and well, maybe once, but not when the scene started, she was up already and Nico was sleeping and she was obviously thinking about Villanelle because yes. then she goes to Google yeah what is it like France murder uh-huh. stabbing girl something something of those words arranged in some sort of order similar to that and she's looking around because at this time she still doesn't know that Villanelle's not dead right. and she is thirsty for some information and Nico kind of moves yeah a little bit so. and she's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and the second time he moves because like he has a fucking sixth sense I guess of when Eve is just like thinking about murder he uh-huh. wakes the fuck up and that's when she clicks a random bing ad because it's not the google i guess it's the bang and it's for a fucking clothing shop random clothing shop uh, nice save you nice save but like i mean i'm still mad about how lackadaisical he was you know when he woke up with the whole oh yeah let's choose that one that's fine the glue and the sexy but he also, what I watched and actually trying to pay attention to that scene was how he, you know, rolled over. And the first thing he says is, what are you doing? Uh-huh. That's kind of, that's interesting, that's isn't it? That's very, like, invasive, especially if you're married to a special agent. Like, yeah, it's just, it Nine seems... times out of ten, it's none of your business. That's. A hundred <laughs> times out of ten. No, but I mean, it, it's just like a weird thing to greet your wife with in the morning or whatever time of day. It seems like that was probably morning. And, you know, maybe, hey, morning. Oh, it's something. What's the weather like? Is it warm today? Is spring finally here in no, England? No. no. But what we get is Nico going, mm, I see you're trying to enjoy some me time. So how about I just. How about I invade. How about that? I invade your, your sanctum. And shit all over it with my cynicism about what you could possibly be doing. Because I realized how dripped with shade that whole conversation is in Eve's direction. And I mean, she deserves it to be sure because she's mm-hmm. wild. But still, she does it because Eve is my fave. So, you know, and she doesn't even respond when he's like, what are you doing? She's just like, uh, and allows him to jump to his own conclusions like he likes to do to be like, oh, you're shopping. So great. Cool. Choose that one. It's sexy. The blue one. What am I doing? I'm sitting here minding my business while you just talk. 
<laughs> That's what I'm doing. And I, I love that it shows, you know, the closeness that they have as a, as a pair, you know, yeah, as a couple. I'm feeling the Colleen Wing and Danny Rand no, bond between them. Do you not bring know, up the Iron Fist. Where don't it's like, ever. There's like 13 feet of, of personal space between them. Oh, my God. That's, I'm still... <laughs> So not over how they did Colleen Dirty on that show. So I'm not even going to go into that deep, dark pit of despair. But yeah, so that was a thing that I missed. But we know why Nico was in the fucking scene. And, you know, not surprisingly, the other thing that I missed has to do with Nico again in the conversation. I think it's all essentially in that same scene where she mentions that she dreamt about Bill. And you said she was trying to text Bill and I was confused at the time. Oh, so yeah. I rewatched the scene to be like, what was Terrence talking about? And yes, she was feeling away. And missing Bill, and I have to feel like Villanelle made a cameo in that dream. Like I already said, oh, she totally oh, made a cameo. Listen, That's the what entire happened. murder probably replayed, and she didn't want to say that part because saying that you dreamt about a murder to your husband boyfriend yeah. guy is like it could be what? a little weird. <laughs> what? It could be a little weird, and it's I was back in Russia, <laughs> <laughs> and she refers to Bill as having you know his adorable or rather adorably she says stupid little face, mm -hmm. and she ends up apologizing. You know, as she she only gets what two sentences into t talking about having this dream or wanting to text Bill before she apologizes. And I was wondering, like, do you think she's apologizing more so because she's like, oh, yeah, work. You're annoyed by work. Or is it like that he's still being a bitch about Bill? Like he's I hypersensitive. Think ever since that dress <laughs> and Bill, he's like, oh, you put on things for Bill. Like probably like feeds into the the pathology of the blue dress where he's like, uh, like later on he was like, Oh, is that why you were looking at dresses? Meanwhile, of course you're completely off base Nico because she wasn't even looking at right. dresses. Right. It is it's just you giving her a narrative that she didn't ask you to create. You're just, you just need, I don't know. You need to know things you don't need to know. Exactly. And so I don't know. He's, he's weird. But then at the same time, you know, when she's like, Oh no, forget it. And he's like, but we have to talk. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. I'm just like, did he read, like the straight dude's manual to how to save your marriage because he says it like he read it, but like, I'm like, is he serious? Yeah. I Could can't. he be? Because he leaves. He kisses her on the forehead and is like, basically like, peace out. And, you know, she's like, oh, be careful. And he's like, oh, okay. But he leaves. He's like, we should talk about it. That's what we need to do as, as a couple, as married people to survive. We need to talk. But then he's like, okay, goodbye. I mean, to me, it read like how I respect you. Goodbye. When he was talking about getting out of a parent-teacher conference early, he said, oh, I just told all the parents that the kids are good little angels, so I can't even rush back to you. It's like, so then you're used to lying to people who want to have serious conversations with you on their time, mm -hmm. and time that's mandated for you to have serious conversations with them, to then tell them all, oh, that you have nothing to worry about, just to get back <laughs> to your shepherd's pie. So it's like... And his PTA meetings. I mean, yeah. look... It's just weird. I, I We know that Nico annoys the shit out of me. I'm sure he has his little fandom out there, but whatever. That's uh, it. Nico Hive, do uh, what you do best and keep quiet. <laughs> Nico <Just> Hive? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. Uh, stay silent. Um, silence is golden. Like the Quakers, you know? <laughs> Fangirl in silence over Nico. <laughs> it's very special. I kept calling that girl Jill. Was that not her name? Which girl? The new Oh, Elena. that's it's Jess. Jess. So you were close. You were uh, in the vicinity of just, correctness. Mm. Oh, who's that And also girl? Eve said gross after he was like, oh, yeah, that's a good reference. But we should know that Eve said gross. And that was the most <laughs> accurate representation of the whole conversation. When he was like, we should talk. It's like, gross. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, Nico. That's Eve just being honest and he just yes. can't see. Oh, and the next correction um, is the Villanelle calling the operator. Like, look, sleep deprivation once again. 
also she clearly did not dial like more than three numbers so it was obviously some sort of <laughs> main operator system which explains why the the system was so derelict because government systems are the actual worst when it comes to technology and which you're like you spend the most money maybe you should have some tesla type shit working at the compound or whatever station place but no yeah so she 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 was talking to a government concierge automated concierge who recorded that conversation mm, yeah yeah and this actually is the this last correction is in reference to what you were talking about terrence when she was waking up and Julian's apartment and we were like oh did she was she going to like clip kill him in his sleep or attempt to kill him in his sleep and we weren't sure if she saw him but she did so when she gets up and she grabs the porcelain kitty from the the bureau she goes in down the hallway and initially opens the door and he's sleeping in that room but then she goes in the opposite direction to try another door I can't tell if it was a back door or something like that but a door to somewhere where she's trying to jiggle it and it's locked and then she hears a sound adjacent to her and then she notices the other locked door with the key sticking out, which is where Norma Bates is. Yeah, I was really hoping she was trying to kill him in his sleep. That would have been, that would have saved me a lot of Well, that's her bad because, that's her <laughs> bad because she totally had the opportunity to glove him with the kitty, but she hadn't had that conversation with Norma. So maybe she was still of the mind that, you know, cocky villanelle, like this guy's creepy and annoying, but I can deal with him. I can handle him. And then she talks with Norma a couple scenes later and she's like, well, forget it. <laughs> Abort. Yes. Abort this mission. This is all to shit now. Yes. So on to our next segment, Killing Eve Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. Well, I guess first we should say, not a complete revelation to us, but we did mention last episode, is that Killing Eve was renewed for season three. And you know what? We were asking where that renewal was after the first episode. And, and it I literally came right, right after, after the first yes. episode. So to everyone, to us, to the cast. We did it! The crew. The fans. The tweeters. Woo! Everybody out there. You guys. One more year. Oh, yes. Some good fucking shit. So now that we got that out the fucking way, let's get into some fucking show revelations. So, hey, I have some thoughts, Terrence. I do. Some lingering thoughts yes. about this troublesome episode. And one of them is how do you think Villanelle is going to see Eve's arrival to the scene, even though she was being taken away by evil Raymond? Mm -hmm. I personally was thinking about it and I feel like she's going to see it you know, if I were to frame it sort of in the way that you would frame a typical like heteronormative, like period piece, like it's a knight and shining armor and he's coming to rescue his lady love. I feel like she's going to see it like that, like bitch on a horse type of shit, like really regal. Yes. I want them to not be stupid Shakespearean little kids about it. I don't need them both to, I don't need that to be the spoiler for how killing Eve ultimately <laughs> ends. Don't do it. Phoebe. We, we deserve better. Don't, we do. Don't do it. We do. <laughs> Just don't. We get it. She's operating against her will, and she probably can't say certain things because she's probably bugged. Tight leash means very tight leash, mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. This is a new situation she doesn't know what to do with. Maybe that scene where we see her with her hand on the door, hoping that Eve will open it, is because yeah. she can't say something like, here I am. Come oh, and because get me of, out of Raymond here. in the new yes. 12 situation. True, yes. true, true. Oh gosh. But yeah, I think it'll just it'll just up the romance. I mean, I can just be reading my own things into the scene and what I feel like was potentially implied with Villanelle's facial expression, but I think it was a weird 
like sadness because oh but also relief like she came because it would be more distressing to villanelle if eve didn't show up i mean she's the only one who who gets her who who found her who yeah, she's who like find me again her. right round two bitch but also <sighs> I'm, I'm coming for you so a little bit of a game switch in this round but it's still happening also other revelation so maybe Constantine was wearing a bulletproof fucking vest. We were talking about this in the chat and we, we were so upset about how healthy he looks, how just fucking wonderful. Like he just had a fucking bed and breakfast. I mean, that is what he looked like. And that did make me angry because of the conditions of our favorite uh, lady killer. Looking but um, we think of how much time we did not focus on Constantine once the bullet left the gun. So we see her aim for another shot. And then, you know, uh, his daughter elbows her in the abdomen and runs off. And there's a clamor inside the, uh, inside tea the room. tea room. <laughs> uh, and we get uh, Eve just trying to talk down Villanelle. Now, I made initially a lot of jokes about him gasping for uh, air and needing mm-hmm. a medic while everyone ignored him on the floor, right. bleeding out where she's like, just just come with me. And he's like, uh, send someone. And <laughs> send anyone. the paramedics, please. <laughs> but maybe he chose not to be so dramatic because there was literally nothing wrong with him and he wasn't really shot. He, I mean, I I feel like there was a pool of blood, but I don't think he's above dramatics because either he helped Villanelle with hers or he learned something from her. I and mean, he was like, the way he I was crying just... when she told him to take my pills before the log right. strike. Because, I mean, it's I think it's completely plausible that he he knows Villanelle. He trained Villanelle that she doesn't stop. No matter who the target is, she's just going to finish that shit. So he would have ample time to prepare, especially in Carolyn's, you know, hotel room of tricks to rig up something that's like, if I do get shot and she goes for a body shot, this is a this is a plausible way for me to get out of it, for me to fake my death. Because if she thinks I'm bleeding the fuck out and I stay still and she runs off, she won't know till later. I mean, because otherwise, again, without vibranium, without some sort of special elixir, some magical spell, I don't know how you take a shot to the gut and you're just not connected to nutrients at the very least like he didn't even he wasn't holding an iv so if there was an iv next to him there like was maybe a mortal and pestle <laughs> and uh homegirl from oh my God. uh luke cage luke cage oh he gave him some uh nightshade and uh you know he was right as tilda <laughs> another night, another marvel villain heed. that bit the dust it reveals mm. <laughs> 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 oh my god so yes yeah, so well, that's what I think. I think that, I mean, we'll find out next episode probably when Eve is like, wow, I thought you were shot and dead. And he'll either be like, amazing doctors here in Britain. Uh-huh. And so or, now that the lead is back, can we talk about why you gave me the runaround about not knowing Villanelle? See, that's how you should start, Eve. Even though Carolyn's going to be like, but this is not about Villanelle. This is about... <laughs> She's like, but it's always about Villanelle. So why did you bring me here? If you didn't want me to talk about Villanelle, you already know the deal. I was fired for this and I'm still on my shit. But let's get to like my biggest and best revelation that I had just like a day or so ago after watching the episode. And I had to text you in all caps when I came down to it. And it really has to do with the apple, has to do with the analogy. Villanelle's new thing that she's doing with Eve. And so basically... I feel like it's dawned on me and let me know how you feel. People listening, let me know how you feel. But I feel like that the bite in the apple represents the stab. I mean, well. The bite in the apple she left. Yeah, I feel like you were sort of touching on that when you were talking about the apple. Saying, yes. this is, look, this is the from the tree of knowledge. So bite into it to 
you know, signify the fact that you're down with the bullshit because <laughs> you, technically you already are down are because you, down you with and, and it was sealed with that very first step. Mm-hmm, like, so mm-hmm. this is this is who you are now. Yeah, I mean, so, I, exactly, exactly what you're saying. That if you if you look at the 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 apple as an analogy, not towards just temptation or like knowledge as it is in the Bible, but in this specific instance maybe like murder instincts murder tendencies murder adjacencies all those things that eve already took the bite stabbing villanelle it's no longer like okay are we playing this cat and mouse game will she won't she like will she she did right she did you it. leveled all the way up here you're, you're right. here and you know i feel like in a way that villanelle is letting her know that she understands what this stab means for eve that it's not just some run-of-the-mill basic stab but maybe you know her leaving the apples more like i see you and you know there's ways to like go even further meta, especially because I kind of have a thing for theology and just like all the interesting things in there. Let's let's try to go even deeper because in the Bible, you know, basically the whole analogy of Eden has to do with like, okay, you know, Adam and Eve are in the garden. They're fine. Everything's great. The minute they have the apple and they have this new awareness, like nakedness is a thing and they feel shame. Yes. And I think if we parallel that with Eve, that is the normal reaction that she, well, quote unquote normal that a person should have you stab someone guilt shame you know i am embarrassed i want to hide right and i feel like villanelle's like but you don't have to because you're not normal like me i'm not normal and that's okay like there's no shame in this side like i'm not mad at you and i feel like when i rewatch the scene with eve and she like discovers gabriel and you know eve a boy is dead but the smile that she has under her fucking hands when she's like she's alive and she's talking to me in a way that's letting me know that she's not mad at me that she still wants me to find her and you know be together and whatever twisted thing she's not she's like i don't even have to think about it i don't have to think about the practicality of us being together do we move in do we u-haul but just to know that she's still down that that makes her happy. Eve is definitely the U-Haul gal. Yeah, she's, <laughs> I'm sorry she's to say, the one, she's, is she the one doing the there. rental? Yeah, oh, the clinging geez. has clung, and she's the this cl- is it. <laughs> like when she was like, oh, the, the body was still warm. Oh, she was just here. Right. Like it wasn't about we almost had her so we can interrogate her. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's it's interesting because you know. Everyone else, I mean, certainly Kenny and anyone else who might discover later on in the season that Eve did a stabbing will look at her in a certain way that is very judgy, as most people would, condemning. And Villanelle's basically the only one that's like, you know, it's it's the, the inversion of a halo, but like that, where she's like, boo, you're beaming, like yes. you're even more beautiful to me now. Yes. Now I'm actually in love because before I had you in this other category of normalcy, but like intriguing normalcy. And now I'm like, oh, no, you're in this other category with me. And so I don't know. It's that delighted me when I was chewing on that bit of meta headcanon that I was ruminating on. I want to see ago. them. If I could picture a date for them, I want to see them at like a firing range where she's like, <laughs> hold steady. It'd be oh like my she's God. Like, right. Like she's talking to us. Assassin fluff. In her I'll ear. take that yeah. assassin mm-hmm. fluff. Who's writing that fan fiction, I guys? Just, someone, why, where is the fan fiction? That's, that's my question. Oh, it it's should already be, exist. It's, it's definitely, well, I'm sure fan fiction exists, but is it what we want is actually the other question. Uh. Because there's always, there's always somebody writing a fan fiction but is it what i want to see is it the things i've specifically requested is a villanelle with a carrot i understand that's a special category but i'm still curious about what people <laughs> think villanelle might do with a carrot i'm just yeah, saying amazing things okay mm. and yeah this other revelation i have here is basically part of 
the first thing I just said, which is that Eve's not mad at her. She's, you know, she's basically like, we're destiny. We're kismet. We are mm-hmm. meant to be. Again, just don't go the Shakespearean route. I don't need someone on their deathbed. Let them go the biblical route. Let them go the biblical route. Because if this is, Adam and Eve are supposed to be two parts of the same whole. I mean, we're not going to get into that whole sexist shit. But if we're reversing the trope for this new type of uh, pairing between two women, then I don't mind. Like, we we share the same mind. We share the same soul, in a sense, if we're going with that. And I don't mind it. Leaves Nico on the outside. I, he's way on the outside. <laughs> so when she, Eve, was in bed and she first realized, I think I've met her. And Villanelle first realized who yeah. Eve Palacio was. It was basically at the same time. And it was. Oh, my God. Was, and it, yes. and in this episode, it's basically the same time when Villanelle's in the tub caressing on her scar. Yes. And Eve is like, she's alive. Right. And she wants to see me. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> she's not mad. She doesn't want to kill me. I don't think. That's not what this apple says. I mean, she had to Google it, but girl, you already know. You already fucking know. And so my last, the last revelation I want to bring up is, I mean, it's not really a revelation, but it kind of is in relation to this eh, episode. The, the 12 is a cold ass bitch. Because oh, yeah. let's think yeah. about, we already been new. But at the same time, this episode brought it into another light. Because when you think about what happened with Villanelle, that is some cold fucking shit. They didn't send Raymond in to help her. Like she, she dialed the number and I'm just like, what, what was supposed to happen here? It was either like, you know, she could die and that's fucking fine. But if she makes it through and she shows us again that she has this kind of incredible assassin tenacity, then I guess we'll bring her back in the fold because there's no help from him. There's no, he doesn't bust inside to be like, Hey, you called MI6. Now you're coming with me. He waits for her to come out, flashes his lights and Uh it's like, Hey, by the way, isn't that, I mean, damn. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they basically let her run through the gauntlet. And it's like, hmm. Raymond's a bitch and the twelve's a bitch. They I mean, they were like, it could go either way. Right. So we, we don't really care. stay here and confirm proof of death or, or take you back. Right. Exactly. So that shit's fucked up. Really fucked up. <sighs> well, that concludes all my revelations, all the revelations we had for this snack episode. Do you have anything you want to add that I may have left out, Terrence? I think I and covered I think you covered five. everything. Um, yeah. My favorite thing with that phone call that happened when it was like, well, I'm sorry, Miss Horowitz. Uh, I'm here <laughs> to help you. When you think of the name Horowitz, to me, immediately I go to Clueless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a 90s poll. Yeah. But a, a good poll. It's like a fine wine when you pull a Clueless reference. Okay. So, musings. <laughs> We're on to musings. Hmm. Well, hmm. Musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's one. It has to do with this new assassin that's in the scene. And, you know, we have some indications or people are theorizing that obviously Villanelle is going to be jealous. Eve herself is like, Villanelle is going to be so jealous. She's going to be furious, which is really what she means. She said furious. (laughs) She meant jealous. And since she had to feel some jealousy with Anna, she's like, it's about damn time that I pay it forward with the jealousy. And so I guess until the... You know, the assassin is revealed in full, meaning who's playing her, what type of demeanor does she have? Like, what does she what does she do? And this is I guess it's basically what I want to muse on. Like, what do we like? What do we think is going on with this assassin? Does I she speak multiple languages? The nod that they could br- introduce her without introducing her. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's like Miss No Face in a sense, but she brilliant. still has a presence. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past Phoebe to have. A double cast for this no face. Hmm. What do you mean, like a a, a misgive for the body, but then it's someone else who's the face? 
that or someone who's already in the show heavily. And oh, wait, just, what? Right. Meaning like an actress or actor that's already in the show heavily, just kind of comprising two roles. So oh, like so someone we've already seen. Yeah. So I'm thinking oh. it could be somebody what? like, a, a, I don't want to say just like a body double, maybe like if Sandra O oh is also playing this killer. <laughs> so so like a like an Eve doppelganger? Yeah, oh like our, you know, her psyche is having her envision herself as this killer. Look this how is, perfect this she is. This is outer limits Look territory. How, I mean, <laughs> for this show, plot twist, we are now in an alternate dimension. And of course, that would make a, a Villanelle very confused and, and well, jealous. Yeah. You were also, you said before you, you hope it's like an ex of Carolyn and I'm not... Oh, yes. That That's would, not yeah. something that I disapprove of. Right. Like, let it be uh, something character defining that uh, everyone, you know, can get behind Carolyn. And it would explain why she's taking a liking Eve because it's like, I know this road you're trying to down. <laughs> <laughs> I've been down this road before. <laughs> been trying to find this bitch for 25 fucking years. And finally, finally, I'm getting closer. I mean, I like that. I like that that headcanon. I'm going to put another mini request out there for fan fiction for Carolyn and Mystery Assassin and like their love escapades and game that they played in the 70s. But yeah, it's, I'm so curious about this assassin because we just don't know enough to know how she ranks. I mean, does she surpass Villanelle in every way? And by that, I mean like in years on the job, more kills, just her professional resume being longer. You know, how many languages does she speak, if any? Does she live just the solitary life of an assassin like you know just no friends no fun or does she have a double life does she have a vested interest in hiding her identity from people unlike Villanelle who just kind of doesn't care mostly that she's a killer but is this like does she have a family does she have kids does she have a wife does she have a husband yeah you know what's going on questions 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 is she a DIYer is she a chemist like Villanelle (laughs) does she concoct her own poisons you know does she get it from someone in the 12 or is she like i got this i can make this at home with my beakers so i'm curious about that and i definitely would like the carolyn x scenario since she's definitely been percolating with the ladies but i guess it remains to be seen what happens with that but those those are my musings those are my questions when it comes to the assassin and i don't know what i'm curious to see revealed future on in life yeah i was trying to figure out how they would rectify i mean they gotta all have questions for each other ultimately well where it's like yes carolyn now is aware that constantine or maybe always knew that he was alive but they have to come to terms with some of the data that was shared between the three of them (laughs) that they hoped would stay confident like wouldn't constantine feel the way that vlad knows or would she not warn constantine that vlad knows about does vlad have the upper hand i i mean does he I feel like if anyone is the most pissed off, it's Vlad in this situation. I mean, Constantine and Carolyn seem to be a, a tad bit more slippery than Vlad is. And at least in the equation that we that we know about from Carolyn and what she says to Eve is that in this situation about the petroleum or whatever it was. Was it petroleum? I think it was petroleum. Uh, is pet- or plutonium. Uranium, plutonium. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that it was like Vlad was on the outs. He was the one that didn't have any information about what was going on. And it was Constantine and and Carolyn being like, well, this is our little secret amongst our triad. And so Vlad, Vlad is the, he's the odd man out. I don't know if Constantine is feeling away because clearly Constantine, he was like my first person I'm going to go to for help is Carolyn. So Vlad, what is up with Vlad? I think it's very, very likely that Vlad was not clued in to the fact that Constantine was an agent for the 12 and Villanelle's handler because 
you know, they were consistently talking about the abstract notion of Villanelle and the third person at that dinner. And Vlad, you know, I mean, he could have just been playing spy, but I really don't think he he's clued in because he seems to be an official representative of the Russian government. And so maybe not. So then what about Carolyn? Do you think Carolyn would be cool with the fact that Constantine was Villanelle's handler actively during this? That remains to be seen. I think I think Carolyn and her big dick energy is so thorough that she knows how to compartmentalize because she's been spying for so long that I don't know that she actually really trusts anybody. And she's just sort of like putting on pretense. And so with Constantine, she probably had an old joke like, you fucking old bastard. I knew I could never trust you. (laughs) But she knows how to put it in place to get what she wants. She's like, okay, you did that. You lied. You're now in this category for me. But I'm still going to use you as a tool because that's what I do. I use people as tools until they're no longer usable. And then goodbye. Trash. And so I don't know unless there's more sentimentality there with Carolyn. I hope not because I just like her big boss status. I want like that. That. Uh, energy of just like oh it's morning time get out of my bed I have work to do right. oh no there's no time for cuddles I'm I'm a boss bitch right. you have to go your so that's you know limos downstairs yes yeah. get, get, limo yes. <laughs> like your uber uh, oof. your uber's downstairs more like it but yeah so I, that'll be interesting to find out what's going on with that other mini musings is uh and this I know you're gonna love this but also that's why I didn't tell you ahead of time because you're probably gonna hate it but Villanelle requests lemon drizzle cake from Julian in this episode, is it her favorite flavor of cake, do you think? And do we think Anna had this recipe among her treasure trove of goodies? The fact that she asked <laughs> the for children. sweets. Oh, Anna. Ugh. Okay, yes, I'm going to say Anna does know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, her wanting cake is definitely a nod to being held in a caregiver's care from being younger because when a young child asks for cake like, it's it adorable it's charming but you know ugh, the show's whatever. been playing up those aspects a lot i mean they always have but i i just feel like i mean i like that because a lot of times you know actual the nuance of everyday comedy and silliness is lost on those very serious emotions that tv dramas have and you sort of erase the fact that like, you know, no matter how old you get, you sort of always feel like you did in your adolescence and you like what you liked in your adolescence. And that's sort of, you know, partly what nerd culture is about and all these different things is people embracing like, yo, I never stopped liking these cartoons. I never stopped liking these things. And so, I mean, that's an expression of Villanelle that she can be a psychopath or a killer, but your love of lollipops doesn't go away. Sweets, you know, cake, fun things that doesn't, that doesn't happen. And I wonder if she was denied. I mean, I can only, and this might be me just like putting my own shit onto it. But for me personally, I like sweets and I have a thing for sweets because I didn't get to have them as a kid because my mom was such a, a health ridiculous person that she was like, oh, you want fruit roll-ups? Here are these natural roll-ups that the kids will tease you about because they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're color of poo. Because, you know, you mix up a bunch of fruits. There's not a real color but darkness. And then you pull it out and your friend at school has got the red fruit roll-up and they're like, what is that? And you're like, it's, it's a plump roll-up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get the looks. But I wonder if that's part of, like, Villanelle's, you know, fixation from her childhood that, depending on who her parents were, we know they were shitty, shitty things happened, that maybe she never really got sweets. And oh. so she, that's one of the, that's a comfort thing. Like, hey, I need some comfort. Can I get some cake? Can I get some candy? Yeah, I'm thinking, you. yeah. Ugh. Aside from Do you not like egg, candy? <laughs> thinking of Anna ultimately is making oh, me Oh, it's icky. the Anna. Sorry. It's maybe trading off for things like when she was locked up and getting to the sweets because that was like considered gold. I'm sure. And so 
access to gold is access to, I guess, power or whatever. So being able to be with someone who can get you cake and quickly, but they can't get you, I don't know, uh, anti antibiotics. Antibiotics. We don't, did he even bring back the lemon drizzle? I don't know if that happened. Uh, it might not have. I don't know, but I don't think we ever saw her eating cake. He definitely left to go get something, but it, he probably came back with something she didn't want. Whatever he thinks is the best version of cake. Yeah, I don't see him as a cake guy. Not really. I'm sure, no. I'm sure mother can't have cake. You know, she might choke on it or something, you know? Or mother probably denied him cake. But mother's free now, so she doesn't have to worry about that shit anymore. She's running the streets <laughs> of of London somewhere. And so last thing is that, you know, we were talking about Elena in the last episode, and it's explicitly stated that she doesn't want to be murdered as the reason for her not returning. But, you know, scheduling issues aside... Like, how is that? Like, do you really see that as a realistic possibility? And I only say that based off of the last time we heard Elena, you know, which in this timeline would be a week ago, a few days ago. And she was enthusiastically, right. She was enthusiastically leaving a message to Eve like, I'm so bored. Take me on the the next mission with you guys. And considering that none of the core team was harmed, it was Constantine. Who gives a fuck about Constantine, right? Like, why would Elena just suddenly be like, I don't want to be murdered. I'm afraid of being murdered when... When just a few days ago, she was like, Eve, bring me in on the team. I want to play. Like, I'm tired of being in the office. I don't know. I mean, we already know scheduling issues. It's just me being, like, extra nitpicky about it. But I just think that they could have used another excuse. I hope that Eve gets a chance to bring up to Kenny. E, uh, the Did Elena really leave right, because exactly. you're bad in bed? No. <laughs> right. I mean, you never know. He might say, uh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, we just chose to. Uh, we just chose to be friends. Keep it like professional. It's, it's right. It, it, we thought it would be too much of an uphill to uh, refer back to being coworkers at the you know mm. uh, sharing an intimate moment. Oh my goodness! And I guess the last amusing topic is that image we saw floating around Twitter and random spaces where it's like a screenshot from presumably the next episode. Villanelle is in that red wig that we see her in in the trailer where she's standing behind Eve and Eve probably doesn't know she's there. She's like, I just want to touch your hair. And so in this scene, people are speculating online. I try not to go too deep in case there were spoilers, but I did see this. Well, they're speculating that she's talking to Nico. And we find that very interesting, you guys, that she potentially could be talking to Nico because what would she say? Oh, we (laughs) we might have an idea. We might have an idea because, well, on the one hand, I was like, you know, I was mad that she's seeing Nico because I'm like, he's so insignificant. Why do you care? But then at the same time, I I hope that she's talking that shit. And the first thing that came to mind, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but, you know, this is basically like the perfect example. Flex on them, Villanelle. Girl, when you call my phone, yeah. say what's on your mind. This right. is an artist <laughs> by the name of Lady Saw, by the way. And this shit is from the 90s. Well, not really, but era. Just change man to girl. It's just a little slack. Girls don't get mad at me, I'm only telling you hey. the fact. I got your girl and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> Coming home to you, but I doubt it. Don't hey. try to work out it. I got your girl and you can't do anything 
about it. Yes, well enough. I love it. I'm sorry. Yo, I there's not it. a better fucking soundtrack. Like, so I don't know what's happening. I don't know if she's threatening violence. I'm just saying that I want that energy from Villanelle if she decides to share words with Nico. I want her to have that. I got your girl and there's nothing you can do about it. Energy, like we share things that I know she hasn't told you. Things that you'll never know. Because I want her to fuck Nico's head up. What? Can you imagine? He comes back <laughs> His from head is shopping. already fucked up. His head is already fucked up. But he doesn't know that the head's fucked upness is like actual like emerging bisexuality and gay panic. He's like, oh, Bill, Bill, Bill in the dress. You guys were so fucking close. You and Bill. And I want Villanelle to just come out of the pain and be like, actually? Well, actually. <laughs> your wife has sapphic intentions. <laughs> Like, like I was going to wear my power suit to this, but you know, you're not worth my power suit. But, is, but wait, but maybe, but maybe because, well, she's not, not at that meeting, but this next episode is definitely the return of like, you know, Villanelle in the outfits. She gets a budget and as long as she gets a budget, she's going to look fly as shit. Mm-hmm. And so how could she not approach Nico on her fly shit? I mean, she's probably in disguise because yes, the wig, but she always looks great. So it doesn't even matter that she's a temporary ginger. She, I, what is that? And what is even that outfit? I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird what she's wearing, but considering how she's always just trying to blend, I suppose it makes sense for her outfit repertoire. I don't know. I think maybe she was going for boring, but instead was striking, which is why that other girl. It's hard was, for her to be boring. Yeah. Like, even when she tries oh to do God, boring, she's like, but wait. My Instagram. She's like, no. <laughs> get your own life. Yes, get your own life. I love it. Mm. I love that scene. And we haven't seen it yet, just especially because it looks like she's back to peak Villanelle because that outfit, mm-hmm. like that's peak Villanelle. That cost a pretty penny. I wonder what job she was on. I hope that means the 12 didn't cut her allowance just because she was acting out. But I mean, you got to do something to get paid. So who's the new body? Did it already happen or were you on your way to getting your body? Who? What do you mean? For the 12, you get your money after your job. So oh, but you, realistically, wouldn't she have a bank account? I mean, even if it's in another name, because when Frank is like, oh, I have money. And she's like, I do too. Like, I got a lot of it. I don't need your money. So I know she spends a lot, but she obvi- she has to have plans. Like, she had the whole Anna plan, but maybe that plan with the money in the bank only works out if you're not being hunted by authorities and your cover right. is still your cover with the 12. So you're thinking now she's not being hunted, but... She still doesn't have her passport because right. I don't think they would leash. give her her passport. Right. I just think they would be like, "Here, you have access to your bank accounts, or you know, whatever this alias is, Horowitz, <laughs> whatever the money's under." And you know, but you have to do these jobs, and we will be watching you very closely. No more. We're limiting your sexual escapades to one threesome a week. And she's like, "Actually, I don't need those right now because <laughs> exactly. I'm singularly, singularly focused. So it's fucking fine." So yeah. I also thought about this thing we should do, probably like the Nico bitchometer, because his bitchiness is uh, on display every oh, episode, yes. but it varies from like, I don't know, it's fine. Let's go get some curry to, you're not saving the world, honey bunch. And it's somewhere in between there. Like, it's like low peak Nico bitchiness to, oh, high peak bitchiness. And this episode, I think um, he had too many lines this episode. If, if we're going to like from low to five, I would say he's like a four and a half. And that's because he calls like he's joking. But is he when he calls Eve completely heartless? What are you doing? The, that already bothered me. Like, And then he called her heartless in response to her saying when she was just trying to share her day, trying to be a decent wife. And she was talking about Alistair Peel. 
and you know feeling sick and all they had to get me a burger and he was like oh so you're not completely heartless and you could tell it takes her out for a second because she's like ouch that was that was probably unnecessary I mean I know you caught me several times looking at my murder photos and I was in my underwear at the time and yeah I did have a knife that I was poking into my thigh but I really feel like this judginess coming from you is it's hurtful Nico I mean, just, you know, listen to your inner Kathleen Turner, a la serial mom. Just just kind of give in, you know? Oh, you know what I wanted to muse about? That was the whole thing with Elena. It's not just her her thing, but that do we think it's actually plausible that Villanelle would try to murk or hurt Elena because of what? They're, like, is that is that an authentic worry that the character Elena could have that Villanelle would be interested in hurting her because of, I can only assume, her proximity to Eve, closeness? Well, I, that would, uh, you would have to anticipate a bugging of Elena, which hasn't really been established yet. We saw the bill bug. Like, that was very evident. So, unless there was, like, a hidden bug, or she remembers mm. the fact that someone else was in the vehicle with Eve and Frank when they were uh, making their grand getaway. Yeah, I don't know that she would care that but, much about Elena. Yeah, I mean, no. but then it's it's interesting to see because she was, whatever reason she, we can speculate about her taking Bill out the paint, would she theoretically be more intimidated by a woman's presence? I mean, I suppose that's valid. We've not seen that, I mean, but it could be valid. and pretty, but... There were things that Bill said on, when they were being recorded that That's was true. just very inflammatory. <laughs> Have you ever fancied me, Bill? And I'm like, don't answer that. But, you know, he did. So, And then, you know, him putting his hands on her. On the, on the, I mean, that was the last straw. Don't put your hands on Villanelle without consent because you just might die. And that's what you deserve. So uh, let's, let's get to our final segment here for final, just final thoughts, final takes. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. I already kind of mentioned one of mine, which was how hard Eve was smiling after she realized that the Apple message was for her. Even though she had to Google things or Bing things, she didn't have to Bing. Yeah. And, you know, Eve, yes, it's true that you finally have confirmation that your girlfriend is alive and she's not mad. But, like, a child is dead, Eve. Like, there there was no, there was nothing. There was no even, like, wow, 12? Oh, Gabriel. Or, uh oh this was tragic because your parents just died in a car accident and you were the last survivor and you now too are murdered like I wonder why she did that there was no musing whatsoever she was just sort of like wait that's an apple that's it could be it could be if it's it, Google Google, Google okay great uh, right. I, it's for me oh my god woman, it's a love note woman admitted with a stab wound it's her <laughs> I found her finally she's not dead but beyond that, she's talking to me. It's like, yes. we didn't just find a news story about someone being murdered in a hospital by someone with a stab wound that you could be like, it's probably Villanelle. You know, I mean, it really goes back to what Eve said to fucking uh, Hugo. Yes. Where she's like, she want wants me. She wants she people to know. She wants me to know. know. Right. Because it was that, that murder wasn't about the popo. It was about you, Eve. It was about letting you know that she was alive. And saying hi. Oh, Eve, when you keep so much away from the rest of your team, it's hard for them to get just how intense your relationship is. Oh, I have a final note, too, on the Bates Motel-like shrine to Shabby Chic in Julian's apartment. It just further confirms my my suspicions that he was a serial killer or just, like, one of those people. The shrine to Shabby Chic just confirms the serial killer stuff because, like, what is... Nothing has changed. Like, nothing has changed, even down to the, the wallpaper, the curtains, the furniture, the right. TV. Like, those t- kinds of TVs, I'm pretty sure they don't even work in America anymore because of the, the thing, the switchover to digital. Right. Uh, so, I think it also speaks to the trauma that you brought up that he may have endured 
from mm-hmm. being the kid. So maybe the mother began the abuse. Yeah, he's locked. He's locked into that maybe time Maybe she period. started it, and then maybe he finished, finished it, it. Mm-hmm. to the point where she was so damaged emotionally by it that she slipped into these episodes where she just can't hold it together. Like the the dementia. Maybe it was like a psychotic break induced. Yes. A very, very strange apartment. I'm wondering, do you think that we will see Eve just postulate on on this situation will she muse on the the apartment or the house rather because it's very peculiar and so i'm just probably wonder why him but i don't know if it'll go any do you think she'll put it together that i mean it's i feel like on the surface why him well because he's someone she could try to manipulate to get money and stuff from and just you know leech off the kindness of a stranger but i hope i mean just i mean it's a side thing but i wouldn't mind if she spends some time like four or five lines saying like, oh, this guy must have been a creeper. He probably deserved to get killed by Villanelle. Like I just, you know, there's so, just for something like that to slip out no. because she can look at the apartment, look at this dude and be like, okay, separate from him being murdered, this place is creepy. I would want her to maybe uncover one of this guy's victims. I, I don't mind spending 11 minutes of an episode finding something that he did. Like, oh, wow, this guy was... Do you think she's going after uh, killers? Maybe even if it's an offline where they're like, oh, they searched this house and they also found a body in the basement. That's crazy. Exactly. (laughs) So something like that, like, you know, those quick one minutes that are deleted that they give us anyway during a commercial break. Give me one of those. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I just confirmation that he was a total creeper and that Villanelle actually was doing a public service by removing him from society (laughs) and and for Norma, who hadn't seen the sun. (laughs) <laughs> probably we may never five see to her ten again. years yeah. we definitely won't hopefully someone nice just grabbed her from the sidewalk and was like hey ma'am do you need help where are your shoes so i'm sure norma's okay she reminded me of fred armstead for some reason <laughs> i don't know why that is a random as hell reference. yeah but it's who i was thinking of the entire time especially when she was screaming i was like uh oh, yeah wow. i'm just saying the dolls are hard to miss like everyone's gotta look at that place and be like wow this that's not that's not normal three of them have to have cameras in them that's just like what i strongly believe (laughs) oh gosh but also yes also 100 percent. i'm with you on that all right so it's time for our favorite line of the week favorite line of the week (laughs) can you guys guess what it is i you know there was a lot of good ones here terrence you had another one apart from our chosen one that was your favorite which was uh Deb got fat. <laughs> that was fantastic. But this is our overall favorite line. You guys might recognize this one. Look at that Foley yes, head the with, Foley. The, with the drip. Mm-hmm. This is what you get, Julian. Yes, yes, yes. Her fucking face, like. Savor that shit. Bed, savor it. You got savor me it. getting sanitary napkins <laughs> and stuff for you. You're making doll eyes at me. And, and what do I get me. out of it? Uh, well, now you know. Appears to jugular. Now you know what And your you head did. just like back like a ventriloquist dummy because you've bled the fuck out. And it was fantastic. So thank you, writers, uh, BBC, for that wonderful line. And at least us getting what we deserve oh, at yes. the end, which is julian getting what he deserved which is the fucking murder and if we could reduce the amount of strangling we see villanelle adore can we not see villanelle strangled for the rest of the series unless of course it's eve doing a sexy choke out that's all i'm saying that's the only choking i want to see we would going forward Thank for you villanelle very much. you did it i read somewhere we'll probably cover it later that you know either it was this episode that she just did or the next episode because i saw in a twitter 
tweet that it was like one of Jody's favorites. And I'm sure it's fun to be choked out. But for us as the fans, it's not fun to see our fave choked out like that. But at least she came out on top. Oh, well, yeah. guys, that brings us to the end of this fucking snack episode. So be on the lookout for our next episode to premiere. We want to say Monday since the episode come out on Sunday. And since like what eight when it comes out, and by the third time we watch it, it'll be eleven. So technically, <laughs> when we record it, it'll be after midnight. So Monday, yeah. So it'll come out, yeah, Monday. Yeah, that'll be when to look out. Uh, be sure to tweet live with us. Yes, please join uh, us on the social. I mean, if you've peaked, you see that we are making strides. We are doing things. And then some of you guys have a really strong gift game, and I love it. I'm just trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like you. That's yeah, we're I'm trying to join the the gift game slowly on Tumblr. We did. You might see some of our gay contributions there, but we're we're gonna be more frequently about it. And definitely put up the little images and memes and stuff we've made for each episode description that's on the website, but so that you guys can see it other places like on Instagram or something. But as always, we appreciate you and thank you for joining us for this snack episode. And we will see you next week. Until next time, guys. Or we'll hear you. Here's hear hoping us. you get killed by a woman. <laughs> yes. Peace out, y'all.